This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. My friends, we are starting our class today, and it's an amazing topic that it's not talked about enough. And it's staring us in the face. It really is staring us in the face. This concept of happiness in the Torah, the importance of happiness in the Torah. Where do we see happiness in the Torah? Well, there's one of our forefathers is called laughter. One of our forefathers, our three forefathers, that doesn't make sense, but three forefathers is called laughter. Imagine. Yitzhak Avinu, we wouldn't expect, the least expected of our forefathers to be called laughter is called laughter. Why was he called laughter? What we're going to talk about, he brought laughter into the world. Yitzhak Avinu brought laughter into the world. Whoever heard the news that a 90-year-old woman gave birth to a 100-year-old man started laughing. It's a joke. It's, it's, it's really funny. But when they realized it was true, they were so happy for them. They were so happy for this 100-year-old man and this 90-year-old woman who were waiting for a child for so many years. Finally, they were happy. Everyone was happy. They made the whole world happy. So let's talk about that. That's our topic tonight. Now let's just start off by just retracing the Chumash and reading parts of the Chumash. And, and the Torah starts off really in last week's parasha. And at the end of last week's parasha, Hashem says to Abraham, changes his name. He changes Sarah's name. Avram becomes Abraham. As a, inside, instead of being the father of Aram, the father of just the Armenians, the Aram, the old Armenians, not today's Armenians, the old city of Aram. He is now Abraham of Hamon Goyim. He's the father of many nations multi-nations, the father of the world. He's called Abraham. And Hashem says, and also your wife, before she was called Sarai, my princess, in other words, Abraham Avinu's princess, and now she's going to be called Sarah, princess of the world. And do not call her name Sarai. Her name is Sarah. I will bless her. I will give you a son through her. I will bless her and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall rise from her. We're all descendants of Sarah. And he changed their names. And this is one of the proofs that in Mazal Israel, the rabbis say, in Mazal Israel, the, the constellations cannot affect our luck. We are above the constellations. Hashem is the one who decrees our fate. The Abraham and Sarai could not have children under the constellations, uh, under their astrology. We are above that. Hashem took him out of his constellations and changed the name. So it's, it's interesting because we do have this concept in Jewish law, changing someone's name. When someone is very sick, we do change their name. The name of a person is terrifically important. We have to realize the name of the person is so, so important. And it's so important to give a child a good name, a name that has meaning for the child, good meaning for the child when they grow up. What is, who am I? My name. First thing that comes into my head is my name. My name. If it has good connotations, the child will grow up in a good way. If the name is a bad name, many people started calling their, their children Nimrod. Now, we know Nimrod is not a good name, but a lot of secular Israelis started calling their names Nimrod. And the Mohalim had a great time changing all the names. So... What's the, what's the child's name? He said, Nimrod. Oh, Abraham. Okay. <laughs> so the Mohan has the power straight away to change, to give the name. Okay, the parents called him Nimrod, but really his real Hebrew name was Abraham. Anyway, but it's very important. 
critically important what the name is. When a person is very sick, one of the last things we can do to help alleviate the situation is change their name. Now, also the Rambam tells us, the name change is very important. He talks about Baal Teshuvah. Baal Teshuvah is someone whose name is not recognized. They don't know him by his name. What does that mean? The reputation of the person is their name. It's not just enough to change the name. A person's going to change who they are. That's the symbolism of changing the name. A person does teshuva, they change who they are. They cannot be recognized. Their friends say, that's not the same person. That's how the Rambam explains the name change. It's symbolic of something deeper. The person is being changed. So Abraham became Abraham. Became Abraham. He's now universal. He's the father of humanity. Sarai personal princess becomes the princess of all the peoples, all the nations. And her name is changed. And now she has the ability to give birth. Now, I saw a very interesting thing. The Sarai is Sin Resh Yud. The Yud Gematria is 10. And Abraham now is getting an extra hay. Where did he get the extra hay from? And the answer is Sarai shared her Yud. She gave five to Abraham and she retained five. When you share, you get the ability to produce. When you share, that's a secret of uh, getting wealthy is giving. Giving is a secret to getting. So when she gave five gematria of her name of Sarai, she gets back a child. Interesting. And let's see what the Torah says. And Abraham threw himself on his face and he laughed. And he thought, how could I have a child? I'm 100 years old. How can a child be born to a hundred-year-old man? And shall Sarah, a 90-year-old woman, give birth? So the commentaries over here, Onkelos, the famous classical commentary, who changed it to uh, Aramaic. He's a commentator on the Torah, who translated the Torah into Aramaic. He says, Abraham's laughter was not skeptical, but jubilant. He laughed out of sheer joy at the news that Sarah would bear a son. In the case of Sarah, which we're going to read right now, when she hears she can have a child. Let's see it over here. This is uh, this is uh, in, in this week's parasha. And the three angels, the three visitors come to Abraham, three angels. And they said to him, where is Sarai, your wife? And he said, behold, she is in the tent. And the angel said, I will surely return to you at this time next year. And behold, Sarai, your wife will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent. And now Abraham and Sarah were old, well on in years. The men and women had ceased to be with Sarah. And Sarah laughed and said, I am so old. And, and how can I have a child? She laughed, said, after I withered, shall I again have delicate skin? And my husband is old. She laughed. And Hashem says to Abraham, why is it that Sarah laughed? Yeah, is anything beyond Hashem? And next year, when the angel comes back, Sarah will have a child. So amazing. And uh, there's a big difference between Abraham's laugh and Sarah's laugh. Uncle says, Abraham laughed out of faith and rejoiced, whereas Sarah was skeptical and laughed. So there's a laugh of skepticism and there's a laugh of joy. Abraham was joyous. He heard Hashem say he's going to have a child from Sarah. He was so happy, he started laughing. Sarah laughed, but it was a laugh of skepticism. So different kinds of laughing in the parasha we have to examine. And there's, there's a few more times it says laughter in the parasha. And one of the times is by Yishmael. Interesting. 
And this is later on in the Bayera, in Parsha Bayera, in chapter 21. You can look it up in verse 9. And it says, Sarah saw the son of Hagar, whom she had born to Abraham, mocking. But the word in Hebrew is Mitzachek. The same word as Yitzhak, which is Abraham was laughing. He was uh, the same word as you, Yitzhak. And Sarah laughed, Yitzhak. And Ishmael was also laughing. So Abraham laughed. That was a good laugh. It's a Sarah laughed. Skepticism. Ishmael laughed. The rabbis say he was mocking. He was mocking Sarah. He was mocking Yitzhak. He was a mocker. We've got to talk about uh, mocking is not good. And the fourth time, it says, Mitzachek. It says, by no other than Yitzhak. Yitzhak was Mitzachek. We're going to see next week. There's another kind of laughter, which is laughing of husband and wife, which is a joyous kind of union, a joyous kind of union. It's called laughter. So there's four different kinds of laughter mentioned in the Torah over here. In these few parashiot, Abraham laughed, joy. Sarah laughed, skepticism. Ishmael laughed, mocking. And Yitzhak laughed with his wife to unify with his wife. So there's different, different kinds of laughter. When I talk about, if you see a great person laughing, there must be a mitzvah to laugh. <laughs> a great person. <laughs> Why would he laugh if there's no mitzvah? Abraham Avinu laughed. Have joy. It's tremendous to laugh in the service of God. To serve Hashem with joy. That's the idea. Serve Hashem with joy. The Ramchal, Ramosha Chaim Luzato, in, in uh, his book, Musilat Yisharim, The Path of the Just, says, the value of a mitzvah with joy is a thousand times as much as a mitzvah without joy. Hard to imagine. We can't even comprehend. Because when a person serves God with joy, it's, it shows he really wants to, all his heart. When a person serves God with, okay, you know, it's like two children and the father says, get me a glass of water. And one child is so excited. Yeah, daddy, whatever you want, daddy, tell me. I'll get you a glass of water. He's singing on the way to get a glass of water. The other guy says, okay, dad, soon, one, one second. Just got to finish this, got to finish that. So a very, very important idea. Service of Hashem with joy. Simcha, simcha, schok, schok. Nitzachek, to laugh, to enjoy, to enjoy life is very important. Hashem loves people who enjoy life because Hashem gives a gift. He gives the gift of life. It's like when you give someone a present and they don't enjoy it, you don't feel bad as well. I gave them a present and they don't enjoy, they don't like my present. Hashem gave us life, and the person enjoys life. I've seen, interesting, my experience, I've seen elderly people enjoy life, and they live longer. It's amazing. So enjoying life, enjoying every day, thanking God for every day. And every day I tell, you know, I tell my wife, we're so blessed to be here in Israel. We're so blessed to be in Yerushalayim. We, we were Zohar, we were, we were tremendously lucky and blessed to be here. Baruch Hashem, we're so happy over here. Baruch Hashem, Israel Hashem, many blessings. On all of us, we should all be together in Yerushalayim, in the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash, Russia. Okay, so if they, you see Abraham Avidu laughing, there must be a mitzvah to laugh. If Yitzhak is laughing, there must be a mitzvah to laugh. And why Yitzhak? Why is he called Yitzhak? Of all people, we have to talk about that. Why was he, of all the forefathers, called Yitzhak? It's amazing. So the question is, mitzvah to laugh? When and how? Is there a mitzvah? When do we, is a mitzvah to laugh? And how is there a mitzvah to laugh? What kind of name is a, a laughter? Imagine you call your child laughter. I have a son called Yitzhak. He's named after his grandfather. 
<laughs> but can you imagine to start off by calling someone laughter. You're a joke. Imagine you go to that kid goes to school. What's your name? My name is laughter. Oh, you're a joker, a joke. It's a joke. They make a mockery of the guy. Today, a person is called Yitzhak. You know, we've, we're so involved thinking Yitzhak is such a serious, serious person who is nearly sacrificed by his father. We have, we have great difficulty associating Yitzhak with laughter. We have great, I, have, I don't know about you, but I have tremendous difficulty associating in the mind. Yitzhak, even though the name means laughter, to associate our forefather Yitzhak with this idea that he was a, he was a laugher. He was a joker. He was a funny person. He was a happy person. He was a joyous person. But that's the truth. The truth is he was called Yitzhak. That was his essence. His essence was he was full of joy. He served Hashem with joy. How do we know that Yitzhak served Hashem with joy? Because it says, the Talmud says, the forefathers, Abraham symbolizes chesed. Yitzhak symbolizes avodah, which is service of Hashem. And you can't serve Hashem if you're not happy. You have to serve Hashem with joy. And Yaakov symbolizes Torah. But we're going to talk about Yaakov. He had a strangest name. If you ask me which of the forefathers had the strangest name, I would say Yitzhak is strange, but Yaakov is even stranger. He's called a heel. Command. And we're going to talk about that a little bit where we have a chance. Can you imagine calling your child a heel? What's your son's name? Yaakov Ekev. He was holding on to his brother's heel, so I called him a heel. Oh boy, a heel today is a terrible name. Call someone a heel. And we're going to talk about that. Hashem changed his name, Baruch Hashem, to Yisrael. But he retained his old name. He didn't lose his old name. He retained his old name. Sometimes he's called Yaakov. Sometimes he's called Yisrael. We have to talk about that. But our main emphasis today is talking about Simcha. Abraham, Avhamon Goyim, very important name. He's a father of many nations. Hav comes from the word giver. Uh, Avraham, Hav from, from the word Hav, which is a giver. He was a giver. He was the father of many nations. He was the father of the world. The Rambam calls him Amudosh Olam, the pillar of the world. Why did he call his son Yitzhak? Strange name. Laughter. Okay, we're going to talk about Yaakov was holding Esau's heel. So you call him a heel? What kind of name is that? By Krashem or Yaakov. They called his name Yaakov. When Abraham got the news that he would have a son, he laughed. When Sarah gets the news, she laughed. And Hashem says, why is she laughing? You know? when, when Abraham laughed, no one criticized him. When Sarah laughed, they criticized him. When Ishmael laughed, he gets thrown out of the house. <laughs> he, he started mocking everyone. So different kinds of laughter have different kinds of consequences. Very important. There's different ways of laughing. There's different ways of when to laugh, how to laugh. This is, this is a Torah of how to laugh. This parasha is a Torah. So can you imagine, we're talking about a subject which is not often talked about. Where in the Torah does it talk about the laws of laughter? And the answer is at the end of parasha Lech Lecha in parasha Vayera. And next week's parasha Hayasara also it talks about laughter, different kinds of laughter, when to laugh, how to laugh, what to laugh about. Amazing. So what we do see is when, when Sarah says, Let's see this quickly. When, when the baby was born, when Yitzhak was born, and, uh, and so what does Sarah say? Hashem remembered Sarah. This is the beginning of chapter 21 of Reshit. And Hashem did for Sarah as he had spoken. Sarah conceived and bore a son unto Abraham in his old age, exactly when Hashem said, which is a year from now, which is, it says, uh, was Pesach time. Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him. 
Yitzhak. Yitzhak was born. And what does is, what is Sarah say? Kol It's a beautiful life. Hashem had made laughter for me. Whoever hears will laugh for me. Amazing. Hashem made laughter for me. And uh, this is amazing. So this Hashem made me really happy. What's the highest level of happiness? is when you express the happiness. You express the joy by laughing. That's the highest level of happiness. Sometimes a person gets so happy they cry. That is probably even higher level. But it's not the, the, the greatest level. So laughter is infectious. Happiness is infectious. Sarah says, everyone's going to now be happy with me. I'm so infectious with laughter. When I walk around the street, everyone's going to say, boy, he's so happy. What's so happy? He said, I just had a baby. I'm, I'm 90 years old. I had a baby. Wow, that's amazing. We're so happy for you. So laughter is something amazing. So who talks about this? And the answer is, uh, there's a book called Ale Shor. Ale Shor is a great book. One of the famous mashkias of uh, Yesteryear, actually, it wasn't so long ago, he passed away, the Mashkev Ber Yaakov, and uh, he says in the book, Aleishor, a person has to learn how to develop a sense of humor. This is a Torah obligation. It's not one of the mitzvot. I can't find its mitzvah, but it's mentioned specifically in the Torah. Abraham Vino laughs, Sarah laughs, Yitzhak laughs, they're all laughing. These are our role models. Our role models are happy. When good things happen, we have to be happy. Person has to develop a sense of humor, he says. How do we know? The Gemara says in Tanit, page 20b, Kaf Amud Bet Sha'alu Talmidav et Rav Ada Bar Ahava. Rav Ada Bar Ahava apparently lived a very long life, and his students wanted to learn what's the secret of a long life, man. So, they asked him, What's your merit to have a long life? And he said, I never got upset inside my house. I don't know about you, but it's so hard not to get upset inside your house. Because who really gets under your skin the most? People who are around you. And who's around you the most? Don't answer that question. But uh, people around you get under your skin and person gets upset. He said, in my life, I never got upset in my house. Boy, how do you do that? So this is, uh, this is the Ale Shur. Ale Shur says, develop a sense of humor. When there's humor, the person can control their temper. When there's no humor, they can't control themselves. They can't control their temper. They're so serious. Every little thing gets under their skin. A person has to develop a sense of humor not to get upset. So instead of responding with harsh words and criticism, respond with a smile. And a smile can turn away anger. Turn away. A smile is so powerful. The Gemara says also, in Rosh Hashanah, page uh, 17, Whoever is easygoing. Hashem is easygoing with them. Person is easygoing. You know, where do we see Hashem's sense of humor? And that answer is, this is one of the places for sure. We see Hashem's sense of humor. Hashem is making this miracle. This 100-year-old man is having a baby. This 90-year-old woman, even more miracle. She's having a baby and everyone's going to laugh. That's a sense of humor. Hashem is a sense of humor. I'm going to... You know, I'm going to turn nature upside down for these people. Everyone's going to laugh. And it's Hashem's sense of humor. Hashem says, if you are easygoing with others and you treat others with a smile and humor, not mocking them because that's what Ishmael did, but in a good way, encouraging other people, smiling at other people. We're going to talk about that. 
Hashem says, I'm going to go easy with you. You go easy with others, I go easy with you. Amazing, amazing concept. So there's a mitzvah not to take vengeance. How does a person avoid taking vengeance? To have a sense of humor, to develop a sense of humor where they can take people's actions and turn it around and be happy about them and, and turn it around into a kind of joke, a, a private joke that they can laugh at and say, well, you know, this thing happened. I would never believe it. How did it happen? But you know what? It's not going to affect me. I'm a happy person. Become a happy person. The Gemara says in Shabbat, Lamud Amrbet 30b, a person should always be humble like Hillel. And don't be a kaptan. What's a kaptan? Someone's always bothered by, by every little thing, like Shammai. Don't be like Shammai, be like Hillel. However, we find that Shammai himself was a big tzaddik. Shammai himself says in Pirkei Avot, he says, Always receive other people with a good countenance, sever panemia, four, three words he says, sever panemia, four, with a good countenance. And Rav uh, Victor Miller says, beautiful idea, he says, what are these three words? Sever means empathize with someone. Sever panim, show your face. Don't turn away from them, but show your face. Show, show, a, show a smiling face. Sever, empathize, show your face and show a smiling face. Sever panemia, who says this? Shamai. The great Shammai, who, the, who uh, the Gemara says, don't be a cup down like Shammai. But Shammai, you know what, has some good qualities. One of his good qualities is when he first saw someone, he would smile at them and empathize with them and show his face. However, when they started talking and he didn't agree with them, he would get pretty upset sometimes. So that was, the, <laughs> however, we should be like Hillel, who never got upset. I tell you, it's so hard to be like Hillel. Hillel was a completely, uh, I don't know, he never, he never sort of, uh, gave back anything. He was just willing to accept from other people, accept, 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 and be patient, nonstop, endless patience. The Gemara says that uh, two people had a wager if they're going to make Hillel lose their temper. One guy says, I can make Hillel lose his temper. The other guy says, you'll never be able to lose his temper. And they took a wager, 400 gold coins, and the guy comes on a Friday afternoon, close to Shabbat, and Hillel's taking a shower, and he knocks on the door, Hillel, Hillel, hey, Hillel, where's Hillel? And he, Hillel goes out, Where's his dressing gown? And he goes out. He says, yes, my son, what can I do for you? And he asks a silly question. And Hillel answers him a silly answer. And again, he comes back a few minutes later again and again and again. And Hillel kept his calm, kept his calm and cool until the guy lost his temper with Hillel. And he said, Hillel, I don't want any more rabbis like you in Israel. He said, why not? He said, you made me lose 400 gold coins. He said, how is that, my son? He said, because I had a wager that I could make you lose your temper. And Hillel says, it's better you lose your money than I lose my temper. <laughs> so Hillel, the great Hillel, amazing Hillel, could be like Hillel. But that's the idea. The idea is we should always try and be like Hillel, treat everything easily, take it lightly. And a sense of humor really helps with that. Can you imagine going to a professional, asking them, I want to learn your trade. I was just at the dentist last week. Baruch Hashem was pretty painless so far. So uh, imagine you go to the dentist and you say, can you teach me to be a dentist standing on one foot? Well, that's what they did. Well, this guy, this guy comes to Shammai and says, teach me the whole Torah on one foot. Shammai gets very upset, throws it out. And Hillel treats him with a smile. Hillel, the great Hillel, he says, yes, okay, love your friend as yourself. 
The rest is commentary. Go and learn the commentary. <laughs> the whole Torah is commentary on this one amazing principle. Hillel says, the rest will come. He had a great answer. Just teach me the whole Torah on one foot. But Shammai got very unhappy. So it's amazing idea, this idea of developing a sense of humor, to be able to deal with crises in life with humor. Because how does a person deal with crises? How does a person deal with upsets? A person who has no sense of humor cannot deal with upsets. They get very serious. They get very uh, withdrawn. They get very angry. They get very upset. So it's important to have a sense of humor so that person won't be in Hebrew makpid. Won't be all the time on edge. You know, how do you say this? How can you tell me this? How can you treat me like this? How can you do this to me? Person has a sense of humor. Develop a sense of humor. If you want to live a long life in this world, person has to develop a sense of humor and not be makpid, not be or everything, get to them, every little thing, get under their skin. If you want Hashem to forgive you for your sins, be easy going with others, forgive others as well. And that takes a, sense, a bit of a sense of humor to forgive and forget. A person has to learn to have a sense of humor called in Hebrew, the, this Alei Shori calls it Bedichut Hadat. Bedicha is a joke. The mind should joke in a sense of humor. And we have to learn how do you get a bit from the daddy? says, learn Musar, learn ethics. Now, normally, when a person learns ethics, learn Musar, they get more serious. And that's the danger. So it depends how you learn Musar. A person can learn Musar with this idea that we have to follow our grades. How do we follow our grades? Who's our grade? Abraham Avinu is laughing. Abraham Avinu is laughing. He's enjoying life. Why? 100 years old. He's has a child. He's enjoying life. We have to learn how to be like that. And uh, Yitzhak was named after. Can you imagine why? He's serving God with joy. He's serving Hashem. Every, every mitzvah is a, is a joyous occasion. I'm getting closer to Hashem. Every mitzvah is a joyous occasion. The Gemara says, Habib Adam Hashem Yibrabetzelem. A praise is a person who is born in the Tselem and Okim. He has this power to choose between right and wrong, life and death. Habibin Yisrael, Shalikravuda Makom. Joyous should be the Jews because we are close to Hashem. So that's the joy. The joy comes from a simcha of getting close to Hashem. There's nothing more joyous. A person should not put down another person. Again, Perkei Avot, chapter 4, Mishnah, Mishnah 3, Ben Azai says, Don't make fun of any person. There's no person who will have a time. Everyone has their time. Everyone has a place in life. Everyone has an importance in life. Never put down anyone because you don't know next next uh, week or next uh, year I may need this person's help. So never put anyone down. So we have to we have to look, develop this attitude of smiling, of uh, adjusting easily to uh, troubles around us and problems around us, people around us. That's the hardest part. Adjusting people around us and smiling back and not getting upset. Smiling back, developing a sense of humor. Like when it says in Shabbat. Which is 30b. In order to learn halacha, start off with a joke. When you learn halacha, it's interesting. Let's try and find this. Gemara 30b, Shabbat 30b says, When you learn halacha, start off with a joke. We find there's a great rabbi, his name is Rabbi, a rabbi in the Talmud, and he would always say a joke before he started learning. Why? Because when you start with a joke, people relax. When you start with rebuke and screaming, people get very tense and they tend to shut their ears off. When you start with a smile and you start with a joke, people start to relax and then you can talk and then they can listen. 
So that was the, the, the treatment of Rava. Rava, amazing Rava. Start off, we always start off his lecture in the Beit Midrash. Can you imagine? He's giving a lecture about Torah, a very deep halachic lecture. Most of the, of the lectures in the Gemara are, are very deep. And he started his lecture always with a, a kind of joke to keep the students awake, keep the students attentive to his lecture. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And we find the great Rabbi Kiva. Who else with the great Rabbi Kiva? It says, when he saw his students dozing off in the middle of his lecture, he was asked them a riddle to keep them awake. And one of the riddles he used, the Gemara says, is he sees them dozing off and he asks them, he says, tell me, he says, what merit did Esther have to rule over 127 countries? Says the Hashverosh, the Persia reigned over 127 countries, and Esther was the queen, and she reigned over 127 countries. And that woke them up. That little riddle asked, woke them up from their stupor. They would go to sleep in the middle of his lecture, and he asked the question, and they all woke up. What? What did he say? He asked the question, what did he say? What did the rabbi say? Oh, Esther reigned over 127 countries. What's the reason? And then he tells them it's because Sarah, in the merit of 127 years, next week's parasha, she dies 127 years old. Esther, her great, 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 great granddaughter also, reigned over 127 countries because Sarah. And look, what, look how he's giving them Musa. Look how Rabbi Kiva is giving his students Musa. You're dozing off in the middle of my class. You're wasting time dozing off when you should be learning Torah and paying attention. Do you know how Esther was merited 127 countries to rule over? Because Sarah never wasted a single day of her life. Sarah lived for 127 years and she never wasted a second of her life. And in her merits, Esther reigned over 127 countries. What a way to rebuke people with a joke, with a smile, with a riddle. That's the best way to tell people. So again, it's I don't know if they all got the lesson, but there's a lesson over there what Rabbi Kim is telling them. He's asking the riddle. That's how you rebuke people with a smile, with a joke. And and people say, hey, what was he really saying? You know, was it was it sarcastic? Was he being sarcastic with us? What was he really saying to us? What was the message in the joke? What was the message in the story? Okay, so very, very beautiful Gemara Shabbat 30B. You know, Rabbi would always start with a joke. And how, why start with a joke? Because number one is when you start with a joke, people stop being tense. They start relaxing. Their ears open up. They can start receiving information because they expect they're in a good mood. The rabbi's in a good mood. The student's in a good mood. Everyone's in a good mood. You have to be able to be in a good mood. And a joke leads to joy. And a joy leads to hashra'at hashechinah, the resting of God's presence I'm not talking about jokes in comedy clubs. I'm not talking about off-color jokes. No, that's not kind of jokes. I'm talking about kosher jokes, kosher humor, kosher jokes. Um, and Rava obviously had a lot of kosher jokes. So uh, it brings people closer to God. We're going to see this amazing concept, this concept that a prophet who is sad cannot get prophecy. That's one of the big major questions. How did Jeremiah have prophecy when he was prophesying doom and gloom. And he had to be happy. You can't be unhappy and get prophecy. We find this famous story, Elisha. Elisha was the student of Eliyahu Navi. And he's called by two kings, the king of Judah and the king of Israel. And they ask him a question, but when he sees the king of Israel, he's so mad at him because he's such a bad, bad guy that he, he got so angry that 
he lost his, his uh, prophecy. So he says, I can't tell you the answer to this question. I need a musician. First, before I can answer your question, to get prophecy, you have to be happy. How do you get happy? One of the paths of happiness is through music. Amazing. Through music, a person can get serenity, peace of mind, get their, their joy back. And this way they can have prophecy. So hashrat hashachinah is only through joy. A person who is unhappy and depressed can never get close to Hashem. It's very wild. Just when my person needs Hashem the most, I'm so unhappy. David says, I called out to you from the depths. But even through the depths, a person has to have happiness. A person has to have some joy. Because just reaching out to Hashem gives a person tremendous comfort. That there's someone I can call out to. Not just someone. The most powerful being in the whole universe. The most powerful being in our world. So that should give comfort. That should bring some joy to a person. However bad the situation is. Maybe you never experience these bad situations. But definitely a person should have emunah. Trust in Hashem. That brings a person some kind of a level of joy already. So, uh, a person should not reach out to Hashem through depression, not, not through laziness. It's interesting how depression leads to laziness. Amazing. A person is not motivated. One, lot of, one of the causes of not being motivated is because the person is depressed. So interesting how the Gemara puts the two together. But a person, not through uh, laughter of a comedy club, not through colored lodge, not through lightheadedness. This is the ideal. Being happy through a mitzvah. So Abraham Green had a baby boy. Sarah had a baby boy. The mitzvah is Puruvu. They're having children. Tremendous mitzvah. That mitzvah should bring a person tremendous joy. And just learning Torah should bring a person joy. And I saw today, I heard today, Avnei Nezah. Avnei Nezer, the Egle Tal, Avnei Nezer, Sokhachov Rebbe, he says that a lot of people think that when you learn Torah, you shouldn't be happy. Why? It takes away from your merits. If I'm being happy when I'm learning Torah, it's better if I'm unhappy when I'm learning Torah. This way I get more merits. If I'm happy, it takes away the merits. He says, big mistake. The happier you are, the more the mitzvah. That is true of any mitzvah. A mitzvah with joy, we said a thousand times worth it. The mitzvah without joy, a person should try and bring the happiness, the laughter, the smiling into service of Hashem. Part of the service of Hashem, being happy. Rabbi Kiva says, and I'll ask this question, 127 years old, Sarah lived. Every single second she used, utilized. And that gives a person a purpose. Purpose makes a person happy. Purpose in life. It's very important to have purpose in life and, and being around happy people. Being around smiley people, learning Torah, it's very beautiful to give a person happiness and learn from a positive, happy rabbi. <laughs> a person can, be, can make him even more unhappy. Yeah. So it's very important. You know, there's a beautiful story, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta. This is Erev Yom Kippur. Think about it. He's walking around. I don't know where it was. One of the famous uh, Musar uh, villages in Poland. This is in Poland. Rabbi Yisrael Salanta is walking down the street and he sees this person uh, coming towards him with a very grumpy face. He's, you know, it's Arab Yom Kippur, he's thinking about all his sins, he's trying to do teshuva. And Rosh says, hey, come here. He says, you've got to remember, you're walking around damaging other people. He says, what do you mean, Rabbi? He says, your face is so depressed and so grumpy that when people see you, they also get depressed. You are hurting other people. Your face is a public domain. 
your thoughts are a private domain. You want to be miserable inside, that's your business. But on the outside, always greet people with a happy countenance because that can damage people. Just being happy around people to make people happy. It's always important to make people happy. It's a tremendous, we're going to come to this tremendous mitzvah. The Gemara says, in Tanit Kafet. 22. Rab Baroka. Obviously, this Rab Baroka was a great man. He would often see Eliyahu Navi. Imagine, I wish I could do that. He would often see Eliyahu Navi and he would always ask him questions. And he would and what's Eliyahu Navi? Where does he see him? He sees him in the marketplace, all places. He sees him in the shuk, in the marketplace. And he asks him the question. He says, Tell me, Eliyahu Navi, he says, Who is fit for Alamaba in this marketplace? Who over here is going to Alamaba? And Eliyahu points to this person who is dressed in strange clothes. He wasn't even dressed like a Jew. And Eliyahu he says, this is the person that is going to Alamaba. And Rabbi Rocha says, amazing. He says, who is this person? He goes after him. And he says, tell me, he says, who are you? He says, are you Jewish? He says, yeah, I'm Jewish. He said, what do you do? He says, I'm a jailer for the Romans in the jail. And I save I try and save as many people from death as I can. So here we are. Looks can deceive. We have no idea who is going to heaven, who's not going to heaven, who's going to Alamba, only Ariana we can know. Hashem knows what's inside. We can't go by the outside. The Gemara says, Altis takel bakankan. Mishnah Prikiavot says, Don't look at the packaging. Look what's inside. We can't look inside. We're not good at that. We look at the packaging all the time. So uh, Eliana B would look said, look, look at the package. And this is, this is the guy who's going to Aramba. Okay, the next day, he sees Eliana B in the marketplace. He says, tell me, who's going to Aramba? Eliana B says, these two people. So afterwards, he goes to these two people. He says, what do you do for a living? And they told him, we are jokers. We are happy. We make other people happy. They are going to Aramba. Why? Because one of the highest levels of chesed you can do is make other people happy. Imagine. We want to do chesed. We want to be like Abraham Avinu. How do you make Abraham Avinu? He makes other people happy by giving them food and clothing. But there's other ways. There's other ways of making people happy just by making them happy. Saying a joke, saying a little thing. Happy, sure, you know, amazing. So there are a lot of people in the world who are depressed. And I just saw another article. I don't know where it was. I can't remember. I saw an article yesterday about how many Americans are on antidepressants. So this is a class for all the Americans on antidepressants. We need to learn how to be happy. Uh, we learn, call your son Yitzhak and learn from that. Call yourself Yitzhak. I am a laugher. I am the laugher. I, my name is Yitzhak. I'm a descendant of Yitzhak. I'm a descendant of happy people. We are descendants of happy people. Abraham laughed. Sarah laughed. Yitzhak laughed. We are descendants of happy people. And sometimes a hello can cheer people up. And that's what we learned from Yitzhak. He would cheer people up. Yeah, so he was, he was the one who symbolized Avodah. Yitzhak Avinu symbolized service of Hashem. And we know if do it, Hashem is simcha, serve Hashem with joy. Very important. And it's worth a thousand times. A mitzvah with joy is worth a thousand times. A mitzvah without joy. Yishmael was also a joker. His jokes were not very good. He would make fun of other people. He would make fun of other people. So a very important idea, this idea that our faces are public domains, our thoughts are private domains. And, uh, you know, uh, I heard a joke once from a rabbi, it could only be from a rabbi. The first pillow fight in history. Who is the first pillow fight in history? It says, 
going to read a few weeks' time, but Yaakov Inu is running away from Esav, and he gets this place, and he put the stones under his head, and Rashi says there were a few stones, and they started fighting. The stones started fighting. Which stone would have the merit to have the Sadiq's head on my, on, on my stone? And that was the first pillow fight in history. Here we are. The Torah is giving us another joke over there, the pillow fights in history. So there's jokes in the Torah, and there's humor in the Torah, and there are great people who are named laughter and fun in the, in the Torah. They had fun serving Hashem. They had fun making other people happy. Amazing concept. This is Kufshud Aleph Amrabek, 111b, the verse Yaakov's blessing. Yaakov blesses his sons before he dies. He also rebukes them, some of them. One of his favorite sons, his blessing was son number four, Yehuda, whose mother Leah called Yehuda, Ata Yeducha, and now I will thank Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. You gave me more than my fair share. There's four wives, 12 children divided by four, 12 divided by four, three children each. I have a fourth child. I have a shame. Thank Hashem. Now I will thank Hashem, Leah says. Yehuda, the thank of Hashem. Yehuda also means to admit, because he admitted his crimes um, when Tamar accused him of burying the child, and he admitted. So Yoducha, it's going to be language of thanks. It can be language of admission. He was a great man. He was a forerunner of the kings of Israel. Mashiach is coming from Yehuda and Tamar. Well, how does Yaakov bless Yehuda, his fourth son? Your teeth will be whiter than milk. Your teeth should be whiter than milk. So the Gemara says in Ketubah, amazing thing. Rabbi Yochanan says, a person who by smiling affectionately at his friend shows his teeth is better than one who gives his friend milk to drink. Now, once you have a guest in the house, <laughs> you pour him a glass of milk today to say, have a coffee, okay. Coffee with milk. And uh, be not smiling. Smiling at your guest is better than giving them coffee with milk. The smile of one's teeth, the whiteness of one's teeth is better than, man, what a beautiful blessing. The whiteness of the teeth is better than milk. So number one, it shows we have to brush our teeth. That's number one. Number two, it shows that you should always try and smile and show some teeth. Not just enough to smile. Show some teeth. And this is a beautiful idea that Rabbi Yochanan teaches us in the Gemara. A smile is better than a glass of milk. What does that mean? It invigorates a person who, on the receiving end of a smile. The best you could do to a child is smile at them. Smile at them. Um, I have a grandson who's only one year old. He's such a cutie boy. So he's, you smile at him and he smiles back. You frown at him, he's sure he frowns back straight away. You rebuke him, he starts crying and screaming. You praise him, you know he does? He starts clapping his hands. You start praying, say, what a good boy. Oh, he starts, and if he's holding something, he'll give it to you to hold, and then he'll start clapping his hands. What a cutie. That's the way to treat people with a smile. It's amazing you get away with a smile. A person get away with a smile. Always show one's teeth. A person gives a, si- a smile, show one's teeth, and have a good sense of humor. And that was the attitude of Yitzhak. That's why it's called laughter. He was happy. He cheered people up. So that's Yitzhak. Now let's move on. It's interesting. Eventually, we're all going to smile. King David says in Psalms, one of the Shia Malots, then Hashem will fill our mouths with joy. 
Tzchok. Again, the words, laughter is there. Hashem will fill our mouths with joy. Eventually, we're all going to laugh. When we get Olam Abba, in the end, everything's going to be good. Everything in the end is going to be good. We're all going to be laughing. At the end of the time, we're all going to be laughing. So, a beautiful idea. We have something to look forward to. Great, tremendous laughter in the future. Tremendous laughter. So, how does a person develop this? The idea is it's in our genes. We have to learn it's in our genes. Laughter is in our genes. If not last generation, previous generations, our forefathers had laughter. We have to develop this sense of humor. And uh, some people are very, very careful. Every little thing bothers them. You know, I was quoting the Ale Shora Volvo. Uh, Volvo once was, was going home with his uh, students following him. He takes off his hat, his beautiful hat, and he pushes it into the corner of the closet. And the students are watching and say, Rabbi, why do you crumple your hat, your beautiful hat? He says, I want to teach you a lesson. I'm training myself not to be too, uh, what's a kapdan in English? Kapdan is someone who every little thing bothers. I'm training myself so that everything, not every little thing bothers me, gets under my skin. It's a very big lesson in life that a person should not be so, every little thing bothers them. Every little thing, they, they start uh, rebuking others. Every small thing, to be too sensitive to every little thing, that's not good. A person should not be a kapdan. So interesting, let's, let's look at statistics. It says every cigarette, approximately, a person smokes cigarettes, too many people smoking cigarettes. Uh, every cigarette shortens a person's life on average. This is average, not every person, but every person is, is an average. This is approximately eight minutes of one's life. Every cigarette, can imagine. But the truth is every time a person loses their temper, it also shortens their life. Those are going to realize when they, when they lose their temper, the best thing to do is never lose one's temper. Always be level-headed. How does the person get that? And one of the tricks is by smiling at everything. <laughs> I, was, I was once at the house. This is amazing. I was once at the house. True story. I witnessed it myself. Otherwise, I would never believe this story. It's a true story. Rav Yitzhak Kaduri. Rav Yitzhak Kaduri is one of the greatest kabbas in the previous generation already. In my generation, uh, Allah shalom. And I was at his house once and his son was complaining bitterly. Kaduri must have been about 100 years old at that time, 98, 99. And his son was complaining bitterly. Why? There's a guy in the neighborhood who's acting, pretending to be a big Kabbalist. He's wearing the big hat, the white hat and the white cloak and he's covering his head and everyone's going to him and giving him money and he's complaining to his father. You know, Rabbi Kaduri's response, his son is getting really upset. And Rafi Kaduri's response was, ha, 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 ha. I never had a better joke. So that's how to respond when people get upset. Is a better, it's a big joke. And it's hard to do that. Boy, how do you control yourself to that point where everyone around you is upset and you are not upset and you are happy? And Gamzu Tova, that's one of the famous lines of Nachavich Gamzu, everything will be for the best. Even this is going to be good. Uh, we have to learn that lesson of happiness in life. And uh, it's interesting because when a person gets into a bad mood, they lost something else. They didn't just lose whatever they lost. They lost their mood as well. They lost their temper as well. They lost other things as well. And the Mitzvah Yishem and the Sefer Chinuch both say this very, very important idea. Our outside face our outside deeds can act on our insides. So a person wakes up in a bad mood. They start smiling. And, and you know what? The psychologists say the same thing. 
And if you start off your day smiling, even though you don't feel good, you're going to continue smiling. It's going to affect your mood inside. The exterior of a person can affect the interior. So a person starts smiling all the time, just go around trying to smile. It's so hard to do. Smile down the street. You know, I have a guy. He's, he's my neighbor. He's one of the best neighbors. He's always smiling, always laughing, always joking. And he says he can get away with anything with the storekeepers in the stores. He told me the stories. I can't believe he got away with it. That the storekeepers, when he asks for something, they, they, they treat him. They, they give it to him. Why? Because he's always smiling at them. He's always laughing at them. They love him. So they, most people are miserable. They go to the store. They always complain. And this guy is always laughing and joking and smiling. And they help him around. It's amazing what person can achieve with this, this attitude. This smiling attitude is very powerful. So let's all learn how to smile on the outside and hopefully that will impact on our inside. So it's interesting. So let's just talk. I'm going to talk about this in the future weeks. There's a lot of about Yaakov and Esau, the strange names. You know, Yitzhak was a bit of a joker, it might seem. He called his son strange names. I mean, that's also a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a joke, right? Can you imagine you call your son a heel? Oh boy. Imagine my father called me a heel. I would never live that up, you know? And uh, and the other son, he called him Asab because he's ready-made. He's like, what's, what's your name? Ready-made. I came out. Okay, next week. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.